It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles, and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Fowler and I'm joined by Duncan Mackay. Hello. And Craig Cairns. Hello. Yeah, rare, rare appearance for Craig Cairns. Very rare in Edinburgh as well. Also. I have to travel for it. He says, rubbing his eyes. He's allergic to Edinburgh, apparently. That's what it seems like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my eyes have started to get really itchy. I'm sure the listeners really want to hear this, but my eyes have started to get really itchy over the last five minutes. To be honest, we started last week's episode with a, a long discussion about microphones, so... Um, <laughs> I think this is a step up. Microphones and allergies. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Next week our... we'll be talking about our gardens, if we have any. I don't. Microphones and allergies, that's the name of our, our disappointing fourth album. Yeah. <laughs> right, so let's get into it. Let's start with the game of the weekend that was at Tynecastle, the early kickoff on the Saturday. Hearts 1, Celtic 0. The magnificent Gorgie Boys, the only team in the top flight with a 100% record. Top of the league, Craig Kearns. Craig Levine is the greatest manager in Scottish history, isn't he? Seems to be, yeah. Um, yeah, it's amazing how much uh, how much things can change over a couple of games. Um, the squad is looking in incredible shape at the moment. I, I mean, I don't know how long this will last for, but uh, we'll enjoy we'll take it. it. Yeah, we'll enjoy it while it does. But yeah, this is, there was a lot of things said in the summer up until the start of the season about uh, his signing policy being all over the place, erratic, 
few different terms were used, but I never saw it like that. We needed a couple. Of, we had no goalkeepers. We signed three goalkeepers. Two were for the first team. One was for the reserve. Yeah, nobody should be get that. When you yeah. sign somebody who's twenty years old and he's a goalkeeper, he's probably not going to be part of the squad. And Hart said yeah. as well, it was there. Hart said like he's going to be signed for the reserve team to to challenge uh, Kelby Mason for for the starting spot. And yet people just go, oh, why are they signing three goalkeepers? Yeah. And there were various newspaper articles at the time that said that and had quotes from the manager saying that that's why he'd been signed and mm-hmm. that kind of thing so it wasn't difficult to actually do your research and <laughs> <laughs> figure that out um, we needed a left back we signed a left back our midfield was pissed last season we signed a ton of midfielders and uh, more options up front more options up front we didn't score many goals last season so yeah I mean we strengthened in all the areas that we needed to strengthen and midfield's oh, almost sounds like last season you were crap because you've just oh, we gone were, yeah we were terrible other than the um, uh, the Great home form and the the clean sheets record. Uh, yeah, Hearts are very poor, especially in that. When, when is when is the monument to that not when you think it's part? But I wanted to focus the centre midfield. Hearts were fantastic, and the they have been um, since the start of the season. Wraith game aside, I didn't see the Cove game, but Wraith game aside, we've been uh, pretty good in the centre of the park. And uh, Herring, who started off the centre defence, mm-hmm. but has been moved into midfield and has just been a revelation. He's been he's been incredible. I mean, the, I don't think he's going. I heard somebody describe him as a goal scoring midfielder after the Hamilton game he's not a goal scoring midfielder he just happened to get up there the two chances no, I don't know. I well, think even, he's he said he was, even he said he was surprised that he scored two goals in the same game but he, yeah he looks a fantastic player very composed on the ball obviously uh, doesn't shirk a tackle as well and yeah I don't know he, he, I love he's, athletic he's and physical ability as yeah. well uh, I'm gonna. Well, Hearts definitely deserve some praise. I actually didn't think that Hearts were as good as they could have been, which I think, which obviously maybe bodes well for the rest of the season and may show that. Well, this isn't quite a fluke. It's obviously going to be a fluke in terms of 100 percent record on top of the league. But Hearts could be I a pray, real. I pray. Hearts could certainly be a real deal in the hunt for third this year because I still thought there was more to come from this team. I don't think they created as many chances as the kind of opportunities they got around about the Celtic penalty area. They certainly didn't play as well as they did in the, the 4-0 game last year, but I actually felt Celtic played worse than they did in that game, which I know may seem strange since it was absolutely hammered, but in that game they still had some chances that they missed which could have turned that game. In this game, barring the Griffiths chance where uh, Michael Smith played off the line and Tom Rogic's yeah. shot, that was it. I bet they dropped a lot of players. I mean, it has to be... This, yeah. this victory definitely has to... And to back up what you're saying, yeah... It has to be caveated with the fact that Celtic dropped a fair few players and how much of that was Rodgers saying can I just say you're a bad Hearts fan you're meant to be going oh, 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 this day. <laughs> supposed to be like everyone else but what we would say about Celtic is that yeah they made a lot of changes but, but still a good team to put out Kwasi coming in I mean we can say what we want about Kwasi but he is a three million pound player I think yeah, supposedly three and a half um, Scott Sinclair was player of the year in Scotland two seasons ago uh, Johnny Hayes was a, a one million pound player probably would be more if he wasn't in his thirties uh, who else came at the side? Simunovic, only what this time last year you had. I was delighted when I saw his name on the team sheet. <laughs> <laughs> this time last year you had clubs from uh, England supposedly wanting to sign him. Torino so. supposedly four or five million or something not so long yeah. ago as well were after him. He's his aye, his Celtic career has been really strange. Simunovic has like been a massive roller coaster. He's looked mm-hmm. really good at some parts. He's Missed a lot. Of absolutely dreadful. With injuries as well. Yeah. And yeah. He he was really poor. Uh, I thought he was even poorer than Hendry, uh, who didn't really cover himself in glory at the goal. But I think it, also it, I think it's quite hard. I don't think Jack Hendry at this stage of his Celtic career was meant to be playing as regularly as he is. No. And it's it also very telling as well that Hearts lost Christoph Berra for the second half. Might lose him for. 
a good couple of months. Yeah, that's going to be a big thing for Hearts, I think. Because um, that's now, despite all the signings, that's now a position where they're a bit light on because... You're not going to move Herring back there yeah. the way he's playing, yeah. And Hughes is definitely a, a huge downgrade from Berra. Oh, yeah, and that's even if he stays fit, which he's been known to not do at all. So who's You just have to tell him there's a Northern Ireland international just round the corner and Hughes will be fit. How are you keeping fit? Tempting them with that. <laughs> I wonder if that'll maybe give a reprieve to Liam Smith because then maybe Michael Smith will play at centre half sometimes. Although that's not very big. That's, that's not too. No, no longer a command and centre half partnership when it's Michael Smith and John Sitter. And you can safely say you will not be finishing the league unbeaten if that is your partnership <laughs> going into September. I mean, Michael Smith played centre half as part of a three, but yeah. I'm not entirely sure he could do that as part of a back two. Well, he can maybe do it as part of the two in the kind of hybrid you saw in the games against Inverness and Hamilton. Against Celtic, it was more of a flat four. But that involves better covering two positions or playing a halfway yeah. position between the centre half. So it's certainly going to be difficult. Back. So, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, the other signings you mentioned, uh, Herring, uh, Suter was great. Uche continues to impress. Uh, he saw it with the the goal, using both his strength and his kind of pace and his ability to kind of run with the football. Didn't even do anything that uh, inventive. He just, kind of not, he just kind of hesitated slightly. Henry was trying to show him the wrong way and then he, he just he just knocked it past him and ran Players of that size do intimidate defenders yeah, as well. Yeah. That's, it's an unknown quantity. He's caused just, havoc before that. Because they just expect guys of that size just to run in one direction. Do you think it was Brendan Rodgers trying to prove a point uh, to the board or do you think it was just a case of the Athens game is just too big? I think there was part of... I think partly he was doing it, yeah. I mean, I don't think he went out to lose the game or anything but I think he knew that if he, I mean, he would have rested players regardless. I think, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think he would have rested quite as many. He probably wouldn't have brought in Koasi, who I don't think's played since February. Yeah, and I, I uh, so I do think he was showing to an extent this is all I've got. And, and like I say, I don't think he went out to lose the game, but I think he knew very well that he wasn't going to chase the game. I don't think, or he yeah. his reputation wouldn't be harmed if he put that team out and lost because he's basically he's kind of implicitly said that the board's not backing him he's not come out and actually said that but he's kind of implicitly said it by saying that that will remain private so yeah I do think to an extent I mean I'm just speculating obviously but if I had to guess I'd say yes it's, a, I think it's he's, kind of a, a for Rogers to do that is a dumb person's idea of a smart person being smart that like, sounds a bit like Rogers yeah. <laughs> like because I don't Every time he loses in Scotland, it doesn't help his credibility at all down in England, which is clearly where he wants to go next. So, you know, that it becomes like Celtic winning a game up here on a Saturday doesn't make the doesn't make the BBC news. You know, it is it is literally dog bites man. But Celtic losing will always make the headlines because it's it's rare. And before we move on to the next game, a couple of controversial incidents in this one. Oh, can I just say, like, because I, I didn't see any of the game because I was doing other stuff, but um, the Hayes Naismith thing, much ado about fuck all. Like, yeah. I really did. Like, I was ex- like, I was expecting to win a caught up in the footage that it was going to be something absolutely disgraceful, like, because of the way that Celtic fans were going on about it. Not, not that they're, um, well, actually Celtic and Rangers fans, because Rangers fans obviously have to take pleasure in that Celtic fans don't enjoy. Um, so I was expecting it to be some sort of explosive incident, and I he saw was it. being a wee dick though. Oh, Nate Smith was <laughs> Nate Smith throughout the game. Like For a was, lot of the was, game, was, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> Nate Smith's game is shit house, sorry, a lot of the time. But so like, it's not really surprising. It's just such like a that, calm and intelligent 
guy off the pitch that I don't know it's, it was strange to I see how much of a dick he was being and he, but he, it was the last game against Celtic at Tyne Castle he was kind of flying into challenges yeah. and stuff but this idea that um, that he knew Hayes was injured at the at the moment ah, was just nonsense, I and then like, that's the kind of thing that you regret ah, afterwards. Because yeah. Hayes was hurt because he's I think his head went into Jack Hendry's knee yeah. or something. Which, despite all the replays, Chris Commons were calling you know Naismith uh, disgraceful. We kind of refused to see on the telly. It's like he, he, he almost like, Naismith. Yeah, he almost yeah, like, Naismith, and it was a, a fair, it was a silly chat. Like, it wasn't everyone. Who, Win the ball. It wasn't a rational challenge to make. You can see from, uh, I mean, Naismith obviously just didn't know that was kind of what happened. Yeah. To him, Hayes he, comes in. He just feels the back of him and sees a guy like. he's lying like, on the ground. Yeah. Like to him, it looks like he's pretending to be injured after yeah. he's fouled him. And he's, although he, yeah, it was a dick. That's definitely true. But I think he wasn't quite. And he had already done it to Koasi earlier as well. I think mm. uh, he caught Koasi slightly with his arm. Oh, but that one, I Koasi was. And Koasi was trying to like make yeah. more of it than what it was. Mm. And uh, yeah, so it was the second time he had kind of leant over and shouted in a player's face. And then he, also, he was on the deck. He also kicked Shuminovich later in the game yeah. and uh, well, then he laughed in the face of Hendry yeah. as well. And Brown's one. Kind of, it's been thrown out, hasn't it? Yeah, well, it has. Both of them have been thrown out. Uh, Brown's one was the, kind of an alleged elbow in the face of Naismith. I thought that one was was potentially more of a red card, but I think a yellow would have been fine as well. I mean, Brown is a little bit reckless there, but you can't really. It's hard to look at and say he's deliberately elbowing him in the face. Nah. He's just kind of throwing his arm out to kind of block him off, and I think, uh, uh, yeah, two yellows would have been fine. Yeah, and then Naismith. You could see Naismith was booked late in the match, but, but, he, wouldn't have done that bye, but he wouldn't have. He knew he'd got away with it. That's not how football works. He knew he'd got away with it, so they could just keep oh, doing yeah, it. I've got a free one. <laughs> right, let's move on. Uh, let's go to let's go to the other team in Edinburgh. St Johnson won, Hibs won. Duncan, were you there? No, I wasn't. I was doing exciting stuff like putting uh, a suit into the dry cleaners and all that. So that's uh, pretty big insight into my life. Uh, <laughs> I also wasn't travelling to Perth to stand in the pissing rain. Uh, I think, given recent form, you would take against St Johnston anyway. You, you would take it. Um, Lennon Siddons interview that they're having so little time at the moment to do any sort of mm-hmm. work on, on on shape or or any proper um, tactics with the squad. So you kind of you kind of just have to accept that's where Hibs are at the moment until uh, well until for the rest of the season as we'll, we'll lift the Europa League in Baku. Uh, come May time, but uh, so that's just something the hips are going to have to deal with. But um, that's all, yeah. <laughs> unbeaten in fifteen or something like that, still like stretching back into last season. Yeah, so, I mean, it is quite remarkable. That, yeah, um, and I thought like it was it was good to see Emerson Hyman got sixty minutes. Uh, or I've completely forgotten his name. Horgan. Horgan came off. Or came off the bench. He's not. Yeah, he's not played in a while. Um, so there's plenty to be promising about, and there's still rumours of of more signings to come. So. And Ollie Shaw gets another goal, which is quite good considering that he's not going to be first choice in a few weeks' time when Canberry, uh, his knee gets completely sorted and, and McLaren gets up to fitness. I'm a big fan of Shaw. Um, and yeah, like you say, he's deputising really well. Two, two weeks in a row he's deputised for Canberry and scored in both the games. Um, and Boyle, again, Boyle yeah. was unbelievable. What, what an improvement in that player. <laughs> From the guy that... Um, was signed a couple of years ago from Dundee. It's I know, we keep saying it like it was, it, it seemed like the Harris Boyle uh, swap deal was something where no one was particularly winning. <laughs> like, and, and from then, one's really kicked on, and unfortunately, it's not been uh, Alex Harris. Like, um, At least from Falkirk recently. Yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm, told he can leave yeah. Falkirk, one of the two, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, well, to be fair, he's only one of a cast of 300 at, at Falkirk, so <laughs> it's, uh, it's not really that surprising. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's you'll, t- you'll take a one or two, you'll stay happy to be unbeaten uh, in, in the Hibstein travel to, to um, Norway tomorrow. So, like again, it's Ross County on, on Sunday in the Cup. I, it wouldn't surprise me if that is a completely different team that plays from the team on Thursday as well. Hibs, you talk about signings, Hibs probably still need a centre midfielder to come in, but I wouldn't say Scott Allen. I think now that's the kind of last no, thing you I, need I is think, another attacking midfielder. Yeah, you've got Heinemann now, yeah. That kind of uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, Hibs were in a position of strength with Scott Allen. Like, he's not performed at any other club aside from Hibs and that brief of time at Dundee United. Um, and Celtic aren't after one of your players anymore, so... I know, that's a... Nice position to be in for once. <laughs> uh, they'll be knocking on for a portrait soon enough, I'd imagine. Because uh, he's a proper defender, unlike Jack Hendry. Um, but, uh, yeah. Can we just talk about how they gave the goal to Tony Watt or an Stevie own goal Mallon. from Stevie Mallon <laughs> for this game? Because uh, I, yeah. I don't get that. <laughs> we really could do, I've said this before, we really could do a dubious goals panel in Scotland because the amount of times they just completely get it wrong. Who even decides? I'm not sure. I think it's someone sure. from the PA, is it not? Somebody Let's mentioned uh, or Opta, it would have been Opta yeah, that gave, yeah. it, gave it to Malin at the, I don't, at the weekend. It, I didn't even look to me like he was in the box. He got robbed. <laughs> he was the guy that... He would give the ball. Yeah, he was about five... He was a good from, five from, yards from, away from Portia, so it did hit off. Yeah. And Tony Watt trying to claim that it's his goal. No, I was going out for a corner, mate. He's, uh, he's oh, it wasn't even was throwing. It. Yeah. it looked like he was looked up to cross it. I, th- no, I, th- I think it was a shot, but I think it was flashing across the face of okay. the I don't think it's hard to tell because there's not much. There's not much time before he hits it when it hits Portis. It's only a, a few yards between them, so it's, for the angle that we've got, it's impossible to tell wh- whether it's going on target or not. Mm-hmm. What insists that it is? But it's, I don't know if he's just said that so he gets the goal. Um, yeah, it, it didn't look to me like it was going in. No, yeah. I didn't. No. <laughs> Can we also just have a moment for St. Johnson's kits this season? Oh my fucking well, I know. Hibs haven't got anything to stand on in their home kit this two season. Two seasons but in a row they've released that home kit looks kits. Like oh, sorry, a, two, a home and away have been terrible the last two seasons. Dear me, they are honking. <laughs> that was much more like it from them in this game though from the all that, I, uh, that I watched. They yeah, were, they actually attacked. Yeah, <laughs> they showed far too much respect to Kilmarnock the week before. I mean, we'll come on to Kilmarnock later, but they, they weren't very good against Livingston. I mean, I, I, it doesn't mean that they're not going to be very good this season, but I don't think they were um, worthy of playing a 5-4-1 against them. Mm-hmm. And, and having like um, Tony Watt 15 to 20 yards away from the rest of your team, it, it just seemed like ridiculously negative. And Tommy Wright didn't take any of the blame himself since then. He's, he said that he's he kind of gave it to them in training after the game and they've given him a reaction in training. And I think, like, surely it was him that set them up like that. But anyway, this game they, they, they went a bit more attacking. They um, dropped one of their centre halves, went with three in the middle of the park, which I think you probably have to do against Hibs. And they got their two mm-hmm. wingers further forward and they seemed to be. They seemed to be a much more uh, a, a, they, they were much more of an attacking threat sorry yeah um, Ricky Foster came back at the side as well which helped uh, him and Dre Wright looked quite threatening down the down the Hibs left uh, the fans I think fans of both teams still kind of need need a kind of a sitting midfielder who can dictate play Hibs yeah. obviously missed that with Emi Giyuk and uh, St Johnson fans lots of Johnson fans still kind of lamenting the release of Chris Miller I think he still could have done a job and, and kind of settling things down uh, you, you're making a face Duncan I don't know I think there wasn't 
a great deal of evidence last year that he was I thought it was good, in his legs. I thought it was good when he was in the team. <laughs> okay. Uh, Liam Craig though apparently did uh, do a decent job of covering in this game in the, the holding role. Unusual position for him, but you know, he gets about a bit. He's, he does have the ability to ping a long pass, even though it can be a bit erratic. Not a great tackler though. No, that's true. Unless it's going to ground and swinging a leg. What do you reckon about Stevie Mann? Uh, he seems to be dividing Hibs fans so far. I like him. I, uh, um, I mean, I think it's difficult. I think that, that Hibs fans looking for uh, a straight replacement for McGeoch and McGinn are going to be really disappointed. Like, it just for for various reasons, those two were exceptional players to have at the time. So that will not get. There's not going to be a straight swap. I think Len will be tinkering to try and deliver a midfield that can. Do the same. Yeah, you like trying to build a different midfield. Yeah, that I think what happens when yeah. you lose a talisman, you build a different. Yeah, I think you have to because otherwise, than, the, yeah, the other, the other midfield, the new midfielder just gets constant comparisons. Who else are you going to find that's like McGinn? You yeah. know what I mean? So I mean, yeah. There's talk of bringing. There's talk of them, and I don't know how. Uh, Realistic. How realistic it is, or whether it's just rumour or whatever, but there's talk about uh, Alan Campbell. So, I mean, it looks like it'd be somebody, it'd be a midfield three, uh, Campbell uh, or Bartley with Heinemann and Malin. Mm-hmm. I mean, that looks like the midfield he's trying to build at the moment. There's also rumours about Kamara as well. I was just looking at Kamara. but that's going to be serious wages. So He's still without a club, though. Yeah, you never know. But, yeah, I think it's. Yeah. Well, it's it's still interesting. I'd much rather be in this position than, than a number of other clubs, but um, we'll take that. Right, let's move on. Let's go to let's go to Dundee, shall we? Dundee nil, Aberdeen one. Uh, I'm now going to stop this podcast, and I'm just going to take exactly what I said last week and I just paste that in because it's the same again with Dundee. They they, they give they a good, look quite good. Yeah, they give a good account of themselves. The new boys look pretty decent. They had some chances. They didn't take them, and they got beat. Four strikers on the pitch and not one of them can buy a goal at the moment. There's absolutely no guile in that final third. Is there? There's for just no, teams, compo- for both yeah, teams, no composure. It's, it's just... May and Cosgrove have their attributes, um, as does Mendy, it seems like. But, um, I mean, none of them have got any goals in them. And we know what Musa's like. <laughs> the finish. Uh, I know. It did I, make the SPFL highlights, which uh, I think it's STV that, that helps them out with that. Whoever done that should be ashamed of themselves because it was the funniest... Funniest shot, one of the funniest shots you're likely to see all season. He gets time and space in the box on his left foot. It is a wee bit of an angle, but still, he's finished. Fucking incredible. I, I read about it before I saw it, and they made it sound like it was a sitter when I read it. But it didn't. It's, it's it not a sitter in terms of it. It's because not, of the angle. It, I, it didn't mention the angle. He should the, definitely hit the target. Though. He yeah. has so much time to hit the target, and it just balloons it like so wild. The finish and so far wide and high. It was just. Oh, it was ridiculous. That's yeah. It was mentioned in the commentary on sports scene. That's ten straight wins for Aberdeen over Dundee. Yeah, <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, like, that is not that is not good at all. Yeah, Aberdeen. Um, it's the same. It's bear, oh, especially bear in mind that, that that's that's only three games a season really at the moment. Yeah, we Dundee are. And they, I mean, but well, they've got a similar thing over Kilmarnock at the moment. Even last season when Kilmarnock turned things around and were were picking up points against uh, and Everyone wins against the Rangers and Celtic they still couldn't beat Aberdeen they were still losing to Aberdeen um, and of course last season Aberdeen had a great record against everybody other than the outside so oh god everybody in the bottom six they had a fantastic yeah. record against sorry <laughs> and they struggled against teams that were in or around them um, in them uh, <laughs> 
I'm going to move on. Uh, Dundee, two midfielders that they've brought in, Ingotala and Maddie Anger, they both look like players. Yeah, especially yeah. Maddie Anger in this one. Yeah, yeah. Maddie Anger looked brilliant in this one. That's the thing, if Dundee get a I mean, McCann still says he's looking to get a couple of bodies. I don't think he needs a couple of bodies. He just needs one good striker. Yeah. And, that, and you could see Dundee actually really challenging for sixth. Yeah. Um, Colker was out of the lineup again, though. Uh, if they get money for him, you would just. But they should be biting the hat. They feeling drive. two rumours. Feeling one that he's away. Feeling another that he's fallen out with McCann. I don't think. It, I'll be honest. I would not think it would take much for a senior player to fall out with Neil McCann. Especially if you've played for like Liverpool and Tottenham and stuff. It's yeah. happened before as well with Bain. Uh, who else? Was somebody else he fell out with. There are other uh, yeah. examples uh, of the players. Haber, yeah. Yeah. It's a prickly individual, I think. <laughs> Does uh, not take it too kindly to suggesting that he might not be all that. Uh, what, quick words on Aberdeen. Their patchwork defence uh, held together pretty well. It's despite the. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Well, but two games of the yeah. season they've only conceded one goal uh, I know the sending off last week helped they were also very good at that last season they, were, they didn't play much spectacular football last season but they ground out a lot of wins they're the best team in the league at, at doing that mm-hmm. and uh, I think the defence at the weekend so obviously McKenna's out for a couple of months yeah, he's six, yeah. uh, so it was Don Ball at right back again um, <laughs> Mikey Devlin Andy Considine and I think Graham Shinney filled in at left back yeah. suppose it's I mean, not that's, like that's a, for a makeshift defence that's a pretty damn good but makeshift defence it means they don't have Shinney in midfield yeah. and uh, obviously Ball's an accident waiting to happen at right back as well Yeah, and you'd probably miss Ball and Energy in the centre of the park as well I've uh, blanked on his first name Stephen Stephen Gleeson yeah let's go for it I think it is Stephen <laughs> Uh, he came in for this one. He was, he was, I think he was like the, the deepest midfielder, and uh, fans were thought he looked a little bit promising. Uh, I think the, the comparisons was reminiscent a little bit of Ryan Jack. Somebody just likes to keep his foot on the ball, uh, funnel out wide, uh, just kind of make square passes and, and see if Aberdeen could hold on to. It. He did tire a bit and was uh, substituted in the second half. Uh, but one, one, you can look forward to being a heat figure in about three years then. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, for 30 cents for Rangers. Um, one player for Dundee, a bright spot from this game, they might have actually found a left back, uh, Nathan Ralph, who was kind of written off after he's. Uh, or Nathaniel Ralph, is it? Yeah, Nathaniel. Nathaniel uh, was written off after he's kind of poor Betfred Cup campaign, but he played the first 70 minutes. He was taken off because he was knackered, but he looked decent enough. Uh, he didn't look like a fish out of water, which he did against low league opposition <laughs> in the summer. So it's. Uh, Dundee looked like they needed a striker and a left back they might just need a striker but um, a blow on that as well is that today Sam Jones uh, the Shrewsbury attacker uh, Dundee agreed a fee with Shrewsbury to sign him and Sam Jones went nope (laughs) don't they know the V&A is opening in four weeks time (laughs) he was probably just told about the curse of a forward at Dundee you'll never score ever again don't go there um, Bruce Anderson has got to be pushing for a start now given the uh, impact he had when he came on yeah in the last two matches now and the fact that uh, like Cosgrove, you said, and, Cosgrove and May aren't going to score goals at the moment Cosgrove was apparently terrible in this game and uh, I mean I he still only scored one career goal Anderson, I am shook <laughs> Anderson looks uh, like a very instinctive striker um, and yeah um, he's busy he's definitely busy just, just the way he hit that strike off the bar. I mean, he was gifted it from Kasunga, who I don't know what he's doing for the penalty, and I don't know what he was doing for that clearance for Anderson's chance. Oh, that wasn't him actually. That was uh, Ralph. Was it? Aye. Okay. Need, just need it, need it to 
<laughs> to Anderson issue. There you go, mate. Well, apparently that was his only thing, I don't know. Right, okay. I thought you were criticising open all mics earlier. <laughs> I was just waiting for somebody to call me a racist. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go to Lanarkshire. Lanarkshire Derby. Motherwell nil, Hamilton 1. What a strike. What a strike from Stephen Boyd. It was good. It was almost as impressive as the Motherwell boys' uh, trophy virgins banner that they made for <laughs> Hamilton Ackies, which uh, I enjoyed. Which Craig Anderson's going to be borrowing for the next Ayrshire Derby. <laughs> uh, yeah, incredible strike. Like, just uh, the technique is incredible. I mean, I don't think if he tried to do that again 99 more times, he'd, he'd hit it as, as, as well as I that. I also don't think I've ever seen a manager bring on two players well, he's got an attack and free kick and both of them have stood up. Stood, stood over the ball. Stood over the ball, yeah. I don't yeah, think I've ever I, seen that. Man to credit like, for the substitutions working out. No, he him. said he'd put uh, Cunningham on to score the goal, basically. <laughs> not, maybe not from that opportunity, but he said he'd put Boyd on no, to I create think, and he'd put Cunningham on to score. Maybe, to I, maybe I was just reading between the lines, but I, I took his comments to say that he was doing it because Cunningham's good at free kicks. Oh, okay, so maybe, maybe, like, maybe I mis- misunderstood it then. Just he, he had like a, Martin Cannes in I'm the shit. He had a much easier chance later on in the game that he... Uh, oh, yeah. Almost threw up a goal. No, the free kick was like just in terms of where it ended up. Like it was that it was the side netting as well. So like Carson's got no. Oh yes, yeah. it's, like, it's an absolute beauty. I mean, Boyd um, burst onto the scene at the start of last season and scored a pretty good goal. I can't remember who it was against, but I remember it was he literally chipped a year the keeper. ago. It was literally a year ago. Right, okay, as well, but he, he chipped the keeper. He scored a couple of goals. He scored something like because um, I'm sure Canning challenged them to score ten goals, and he scored two in the league cup, and then he scored one, one in, in the, one of in the, the league. It was this time this last year, and then yeah, he so it was one again. of the first couple of uh, league matches and then he never really he was in and out the team after that for a while and he just kind of fell he, he kind of fell out of favour uh, uh, yeah going back to Ross Cunningham's miss though like everyone every Motherwell defender should have been marking uh, Cunningham because there's absolutely no danger Tom Tyrell was taking a <laughs> shot as soon as I saw it like, I was like well this is an opportunity here and I knew it finished one nil, so I was like oh and then, they were, and then he said it was Tom Tyrell I was like well this is not happening because that boy cannot shoot for shit I might say as well, fans didn't like the substitution at the time because uh, they weren't too bothered about uh, Kelly, Sam Kelly going off, but they, they were unhappy about Michael Miller going off because he mm. had looked quite lively and actually won the free kick. He won the yeah. free kick, yeah, he played a 1 2 with uh, Bingham. Yeah, yeah, and that was the first time they'd kind of. Hamilton had. had uh, this point, lack of getting right up your gestures then from carrying to his own fans, then, eh? He's too nice a guy for that. Just so, stare them down. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Hamilton didn't really do much until the last 20 minutes of this game, but then could have won by like three goals in the end because they <laughs> yeah. had another chance as Graham, well. Graham said he was at the game and he said that they went for a point and left with three, basically. Yeah. The Marlow fans could have credited Hamilton winning in the end to a change Stephen Robinson made on I think the 63rd minute mark where he took off uh, Campbell, Alan Campbell and Richard Tate and brought on Freer. Freer and what's his name Johnson Danny Johnson, Johnson yeah he played three forwards yeah yeah and then he changed from a three five two to a three four three but that losing that extra man in the middle of the park meant that kind of Hamilton could compete a bit more in that area and, <laughs> and instead of kind of Mull kind of were dominating the game without creating before then so I can see why he made the change because you think right although I think put just flinging on another attacker and keeping Salmon in main while they weren't playing very well is a little primitive. Uh, but I can see why he, he went for it, but then that kind of Freer, seeded the, the advantage. Not, Freer's not much of a defender. 
Um, it meant that they had a f- one fewer player in the centre of the pitch, and then they had, as for the free kick, they had uh, Hamilton running at their defence more, their slow defence without, uh, mm-hmm. without any protection. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> that's two weeks in a row that Hartley's given away a free kick at the edge of the box. He, I mean, he had no other choice than this one. He was taking one for the team, essentially. But that's two weeks in a row he's given away a free kick at this edge of the box that they've gone 1-0 down from. Um, and the other thing I would say is it looks like they just want to hit the ball long to Salmon, which it's not really his game, no. but he seems to have... There were a number of occasions where he got a knockdown in this game and Maine got on the end of it. And I have to say, the more I see Maine, uh, the more it seems like when he first came in that that was a purple patch rather than the true Curtis Main because he wasn't too great towards the end of last season and you notice if you go back and watch when he was scoring all those goals when he first came in he was missing a lot of chances at the same time so he was he, he was still an erratic finisher even when he was scoring lots of goals and now the goals aren't there and you can see it looks like his head's going a bit you can see he's getting pissed off with more, more and more pissed off with every chance he's missing and he's snatching at things and yeah, I mean, I'd like to see him recover his form because he's great fun. He's like mm-hmm. he's like uh, he's like Uche for Hearts, where he just causes absolute mayhem in, uh, in the opposition box. But yeah, he's he's uh, his finishing's just not there at the moment. You're concerned about Main. I'm concerned about Peter Hartley as well because I think people forget that before he kind of had that injury, which pretty much ended this season, he didn't have a, a great month in the kind of build-up to that. He really, really kind of struggled. Although Mullow struggling as a team at the time, so it was kind of forgiven. But he's not started this season particularly well either, and you. Have to wonder whether he just kind of had a really strong period, and now that Aldred is back as well, there's now a real lack of balance to that motherwell defence where mm-hmm. they used to be, because um, they used to have Hartley, Hartley or Aldred, kind of the no nonsense guy, uh, and In then the centre, yeah. yeah, then you'd have Kipri on the right. Kipri kind of brought a bit of uh, a bit of kind of pace, a bit of ability to kind of run out with the ball, even though he never looked too comfortable doing it. It was kind of effective. Uh, Charles Dunn's a very quick defender. He's out for a couple months. And Just now, hits the ball where he's facing when he's yeah. got it. But he's like, he's, he's very quick and he's, he's good at recovery and that kind of thing. Yeah. And now you've got Hartley. It was Hartley, uh, Aldred and McHugh that all played this game. McHugh's a bit more, a bit more cultured than the other two, but the other two are just kind of no-nonsense defenders. And you wonder if you need two of those in a back three. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. I think we exhausted that game. Um, oh, one quick word. Aaron McGowan uh, and Scott McMahon, I think they were both playing at wing-back. Yeah. McGowan would have been at least, uh, because Hamilton fans are making a big deal at Martin Cannon actually playing a right wing-back at right wing-back. Uh, both of them it, were It was Emery against Hearts. They started with Emery at right wing-back. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cannon loves, loves a midfielder at full-back. <laughs> right. Let's go to Ibrox. Rangers 2, St Mirren 0. Has the pitch Ibrox always been that narrow? Has it been moved in this season? They even moved in before. Was it moved in before? The, it just looked even more more remarkably narrow. Just, that's just that's all you got. Look at yeah. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I no. Don't the, the, I suppose that what we're talking about is this the beginning of the end of the banter years. I'm going to say no because uh, Dave King is still there, so yeah. there's still going to be banter. We, we, we definitely have had a, a, a number of false dawns over the years, yeah. uh, and that's a, and that's a, I have noticed that Rangers fans again are kind of getting the run of themselves at the moment, and this just team hasn't really had any real adversity it's faced yet. I think we'll probably know a wee bit more in a couple of weeks' time after the the first. Um, Old notes on the Glasgow Derby of the season, um, but yeah, I think yeah. There's, I think there's, what we'll uh, say is that Stephen Gerrard looks like he knows what he's doing. 
Yes, the defence looks certainly a hell of a lot better. And the, his best has been in for a number of years. Yeah, and he, he's made that a priority over the summer, yeah. and it tells. Um, and Barisic is the latest one to come into that, and he looked like he had a very good game. I watched the mm-hmm. game today, and uh, he rarely gave the ball away. The only time he did, he, it was when he got booked, basically. <laughs> he threw himself into a challenge to uh, to recover the ball. But other than that, he barely gave the ball away. He was a threat down the left. It seems like, I mean, I'm sure there will be games where he either goes a back three and has Tav and him play, mm-hmm. but it seems like, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he was giving Tav near a rest. Because yes, that even I think that was, there was a lot of like speculation, but I was like, no, nah, it's clear, even, it's even clear that um, Thingy was suspended as well, was it not? For, for, uh, so for the Unless an unknown game, so. team in China is coming to bid 19 yeah. million for them or something. <laughs> I just think um, that even at this early stage of the season, they've still played a fair few matches and... Um, it was just giving him a bit of a rest because yeah. he brought him on later on. Uh, uh, Barisic, for one reason or another, came off around the sixty-minute mark. But yeah, he, he looks a good player. He puts it. He put in the. He put in the free kick for Goldson's goal as well. So mm-hmm. it looks like he's he's a guy that can a left foot early and take set pieces. And yeah, I mean, you can look at all, uh, pretty much all the signings that have been given game time now uh, are looking okay. Looking improvement in what they have. Kent looks an immediate upgrade on Windass. He looks much more suited to that four-three-three. Uh, loves a step over <laughs> absolutely loves a step over he did it three or four times but he does it really quick it's mm. a, uh, it's a, yeah I've never seen a player quite do it the way he does it um, yeah he's he's a, he's he's fast he can beat a man he, he looks like there's a lot to come for him uh, Kula Bali looked excellent again uh, Ajaria is it Ajaria mm-hmm. is that right he, he, had a, he had a pretty good game in the centre midfield uh, and again, for the second week in a row, they went down to ten men, and they were still the better team. Um, Submitting came out a wee bit more. Submitting really went into themselves after they conceded the first goal. Yeah. But then came out a little bit again after Rangers went down to ten men. But Rangers uh, soon uh, got hold of the game again. And again, they, um, it, it reminds me they're not quite back to the level of Rangers of old. But the, the Rangers of old, whenever they got a red card would still be a challenge to just about every team in the league. Yeah, oh, definitely. And it looks like they're, they have that, that mentality that be, back. Yeah. I remember two games at Tynecastle. One where Hearts, Rangers had a man sent off and Hearts still managed to get beat like 5-2 or something ridiculous. And another game where Rangers had two men sent off and they were 1-0 up at the time, still <laughs> over about 20 minutes to go and won 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> and of course there's a League Cup final as well where they went down to nine men against St Mung at 0-0 and won the game. Yeah. So the, the, you say the Rangers have... The, Faced in adversity, for two men sent off in two weeks, both of which red cards came in the first half. Yeah, yeah, but top quality. Ah, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean Aberdeen against an old against old firm team is is not really a challenge. They are the uh, second best team in the league the last year. Yeah, season. but against uh, but again against but the old they firm, shit themselves it, against it, it's just like, almost every time. <laughs> well, we've been given this advantage. Oh, wait, are, are they trying to give us an advantage here? What was the so results against Rangers last season? They drew the last one. What was the first one? Blanked on it. I don't know. And then there was all the, there was the two games. I mean, they beat Celtic on the last day, but Celtic were. Um, what was the first thing? Was it was it a draw as well? What did they beat them? Remember, I still can't. Frank Roscoe. That was a draw. Aberdeen won at Ibrox. Shinny scored in a game that they won at Ibrox, but I can't remember exactly when. That was the year before. That was the year before. Oh, was it? Sorry. Same with the Madison Sorry. game. No, the Frank Ross one. I think they got beat. They got beat two one. So yeah, maybe you got a point. <laughs> uh, I still can't get over seeing Samson in the Premiership again. He's <laughs> made more saves than anybody else, Duncan, in the league. Uh, proof that stats <laughs> is for nerds. When stats prove nothing, <laughs> he just looks awkward as well. Like it's not like it's not like he's like, oh, I'm, I'm finally back. It's like 
just this weird-looking fella in, in the nets. Danny Mullen looked decent for the second week in a row, yeah. although he didn't have much service because Simmons' final ball he was started on the He rotten. started on the left. He ended up up front later on in the mm-hmm. game, but he started the game on the left. They had that Brock Mads, Madsen, yes. is that yeah, right? Yeah. Who, Who, it's difficult to say. In that game, yeah, even Stubbs said after the game that he was isolated for lots of the match. But it'll be interesting to see uh, what he's like, because he looks like a big, strong guy. He looks like he's got something about him. So uh, uh, he's he can move one of two ways. He can yeah. be, he'll be a big, useful striker. He'll be a... A, a big Davy um, from, from like Lahib Sad last season. <laughs> it's, it's, it's disappointing that they didn't really test Rangers a bit more in this one, but at the same time, um, it's not the kind of games no. are going to be judged against. I think the next game, two weeks' time, is against Livingston. And that's that's a big I, one. I think I was um, a St. Mirren fan, I'd be a, a bit worried about how vulnerable St. Mirren looked at set pieces. Yeah. And that was that's stuff that you should be working on. Yeah, the, the defence hasn't looked that great so far. I yeah. think the Rangers were still creating chances with 10 men and were kind of cutting them open at will before then. Mm-hmm. And obviously Dundee, as Dundee tend to do, yeah. had the number of chances a week before and they were a wee bit fortunate in that. So that's, if you want to battle out of the bottom of the table, we tend to have to be hard to break down, at least yeah. stuff it. And someone haven't really looked at it so far, so there's a little bit of a worry there, but you know, they've still got three points for the first two games. If they beat Livingston, which I think would be fancy to do, they'd have six for the at, first. Uh, is that at home as well? I'm pretty sure it is. Getting off the mark in the first game definitely yeah. kind of puts yeah. them to rest a bit more. Uh, you know what I mean? It puts them at ease a little bit more rather than kind of chasing the first point four or five weeks. And they're still the trying, and they're still looking to do business as well. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, one other thing I want to say is uh, Morelos was absolutely fantastic. That's uh, two the last two games now. Uh, the, the game. Maribor Maribor that's a totally blank from the mm-hmm. opponent there but yeah that's two games in a row now, in a row now. he's been absolutely brilliant scored in both of them and he was just absolutely fantastic at uh, dropping deep getting the ball finding a pass and then running towards the box he was, yeah. he was absolutely I li- excellent I like that chance at the end where he could have squared it to Tavernier but just backed himself and okay it didn't, it didn't come off you yeah. know I mean that's a, that's a striker Sorry. with confidence at the moment I think as yeah, well yeah exactly yeah right final game nil nil. Levinson Kilmarnock Jesus Christ I've watched all of this I've watched this whole game and I'm not sure why Do you know who what the, the, big, the biggest yeah the biggest winner of, of from Saturday's game is all those people that are like real football needs to play played on grass it's an absolute <laughs> disgrace we're using AstroTurf in the Premiership in the top flight this is outrageous <laughs> Those people I don't think anybody with that actually watches Scottish football uh, St. Johnson fans No What? Um, <laughs> Notoriously posh from yeah. Perth yeah. <laughs> I, I know Bosch St. Johnson fans. Okay, fair enough. Farmers. Not for actual Perth from the outside. Um, digression, anyway. But yeah. <laughs> it, looks, it looks bad, doesn't it? It looks really, really, yeah, it, really it look quite bad. amateur. It looks like a waterlogged pitch. But, but with black pellets. rain. Yeah, or like pixelated graphics. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Shocking, every bounce of the ball, every player's step, every shot, every pass. Fucking pellets flew up off the ground. And there was one point when, um, I can't remember who it was, it was on the deck. There was somebody on the deck and ended up getting their face pushed into it and the the camera goes to them and and they've got it all over it and it looks like they're trying to spit one out and that kind of thing. Oh, they don't taste nice. (laughs) But it's, yeah, it looks like... (laughs) You get hungry the last time you were at the World of Football, did you? (laughs) No, like sometimes when you like fall with your mouth open. I play fives usually on a Monday um, and... Our pitch isn't as bad as that. It doesn't have as many black pellets. Well, apparently, it, they do take a while to, is that what to, it is? to bed in. Um, but I don't think they need a million pellets. No, no. I think someone went over um, over the score on that. I mean, I, I, 
Sparks Parks uh, doesn't look much better, but they've they've used green pellets, so it doesn't look as oh, like Hamilton. Yeah, so it doesn't look as bad. But yeah, uh, <laughs> Sparks Parks also they've got a faulty um, water tank, so it's not been watered yet. So that explains um, <laughs> how some of the action looked in there on Saturday uh, Kelly kind of still need a little bit of creativity in the midfield to finish the match with Alan Power Ian Wilson and Gary Dicker all in the field uh, Wilson kind of pushing forward out of those three he did have a I think he had a chance still but he's not exactly who you think of you're like right we need a goal let's, let's get Ian Wilson to do something uh, they they lack somebody like Malumbo, even somebody like uh, Tishboli where somebody who can kind of create stuff in the final third I mean Kilty can can do it to an extent, but he we're still kind of unsure of him whether he can get back to his best after like back to back really bad injuries. And Rory McKenzie's kind of I'm not sure if he's injured right now, but even he's kind of although he's an attacking fielder, he's kind of built around kind of his hard work and his yeah. energy rather than you know having a bit Kyle, of, yeah, yeah having a bit of creativity. He always used to come in for the the bigger games. McKenzie always mm. used to seem to start in the, the bigger yeah. games for his work rate and yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, Jordan Jones didn't play well at all. If he doesn't play well, there's, there's not a whole lot going up front. Uh, yeah, they moved Livingston. There's quite a few decent performers in the Livingston team, actually. They they controlled most, uh, most of the first half. They moved Kaja. I don't know if it's Kaya. I was here. Kaja. On, on, um, that's what it looks like to me, yeah. Kaja. But they were on the commentary on, uh, uh, on Alba, they were saying Kaya. So I'm not entirely sure which one it is yet. But they moved to, he played on the left at Celtic Park. They moved him over at the right. And I'm guessing that was um, because of Jones. <laughs> Um, and he he had a pretty good game. Um, Sean Byrne was excellent in the centre of the pitch. Um, Stephen Lawless played left wing back and briefly as right wing back for, <laughs> for part of the second half, and he had a decent game. Uh, yeah, there was a few. I mean, they, they don't look like they've got much up front. They're going to struggle for goals. Yeah, but um, they, um, they, they 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 put in a decent performance in this one, and if uh, if they can compete like that, then I think they'll do a lot better than people were giving credit. I think they'll, credit they'll, for they'll, the I think season. they could be this year's Hamilton, but we've also got Hamilton in terms of just grinding out results, <laughs> and so, which is going to be a bit. Worse. <laughs> no, it goes yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a worry when sports scene are uh, showing you replays of uh, crosses come shots as uh, to. To fill out the five minutes, though, you're like, this does not. Yeah, it well. wasn't a great game. It was no. by no means a great game. But uh, Livingston were really good in the first half, uh, other than not testing McDonald much. And Kilmarnock still had the best chance of the first half when uh, Burke hit the post. Mm. Burke had a pretty good game as well, actually. It was like a cycle of bald head. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know what to add to that. <laughs> just, just a fact. Okay, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to hear more, get over to the Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Terrace Podcast, where we will be running through the winners and losers from the lower league weekend as you were at a game, Duncan, weren't you? Yes. Were you at a game, Craig? No. No, but you write a column about it. You'll know stuff. I know, I know a few things. You know, you know a few things. There you go. That's a promise of great things to come. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and the website's terracepodcast.net. You can send us an email at... Uh, I always forget this tennispodcast at gmail.com yes thank you and I think that's it Duncan say goodbye goodbye Craig say goodbye <laughs> see you later <laughs> goodbye Sports Social Podcast Network 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.